0: hi welcome to layout it's a show where we talk about design and technology and everything else this week we talk about uh kevin getting a snowboard as swag which then we talk about our favorite swag that we've got and then we talk about macbook pro first impressions and like our setups and all that it's a fun one our thanks to play for sponsoring this week's episode we'll tell you more about them in just a second let's get to the show
1: So, Rafa was commenting on what I was drinking, which is, I would describe as 80% milk, 20% coffee. So, a latte? (laughs) Basically.
0: (laughs) There's a word for it, yeah.
1: (laughs) There's a word for it. And then Rafa was, like, all surprised, but I was like, you know, the real listeners already know this.
0: Know that you're drinking this right now?
1: I posted a picture on Instagram, like, a little while back. (gasps) Like, almost immediately, friend of the show, Dave Darns. I was like you know laser eyes are you drinking coffee <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yeah i am and so we had a little conversation wow. so the real listeners already know this fomo <laughs>
0: fomo 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 that's okay all right well to be fair i'm like a terrible listener of this show <laughs> <laughs> i never engage <laughs> i never tweet at y'all yeah anyway
1: you are 100 percent a better listener of this show than i am because i often don't even listen at all that is true at least i edit it but i just
0: listened to the like the worst version of it which is before the edit
1: (laughs) right right
0: i know all our secrets
1: (laughs) and there are many right Uh uh-huh
0: Man, I really hope we never get famous enough that we're pressured into doing a live show or, like, releasing, like, bootlegged, ver- unedited versions.
1: No, it's like, maybe in, like, 20 years, I will release my tell-all books about the behind-the-scenes <laughs> layout Oh wow! that will reveal all the secrets. Yes,
0: Let me tell you the truth behind the shower dingus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've remained silent on the topic for too long. <laughs> it's time for the truth to come out
0: my god i'm scared now i can't let the show run that long
1: you should be (laughs) and so you'll see listeners if i'm being edited out that means uh you know someone's trying to hide something
0: the bell was supposed to be funny (laughs) but not for me
1: (laughs) oh boy i can just feel like this is gonna be a good one (laughs)
0: Yeah. Hey, you know why? Wow. Because we're we're in that blissful uh we're like 2-3 weeks of the year in where people in Europe We get out of sync in our daylight savings time. And so Ah. we're closer. This is actually one hour earlier than normal for me. I see. And it's wonderful. If you're over here and you work with people in the United States, all your meetings are an hour earlier, which usually is good because usually it's pretty late. Right. So yeah, there you go. Nice. That's why I have one more hour of energy.
1: That's amazing. Have you ever considered living on that time zone forever?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like forget the social obligations and norms. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like CGP Grey style, like just... (laughs) Have you seen that video? No. So he's based out of London and then Mm -hmm. traveled to, I think it was Vegas, and stayed on the London time zone.
0: To be fair, Vegas is probably like the best city to live in a weird time zone, like a weird schedule.
1: Yeah. So he was saying you're basically awake In the evenings and the mornings, and then you sleep through most of like the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, but you're just shifting one hour. That's not too bad. I love people who have that sort of ability to think outside of regular norms (laughs) that are just like, (laughs) why not? Like, this is actually the best way to do something for me. And that is totally weird. And I don't do not care. (laughs) Kind of love that.
0: Same with like that life hacking, just you know challenge everything <laughs> isn't
1: that EA games challenge everything tiktok has ruined the um, life hacks for me <laughs> wait who did tiktok oh. oh my god
0: you won't believe what happens
1: it's never useful that's always ridiculous it's
0: bad but a lot of these things like kind of get limited by biology like biology is a big mm. enemy of life hacks <laughs> right like in the case of that like living in a different time zone Uh, the sunlight you know like the sun will play a role in your melatonin production and you know it's tricky I think the easiest things you can challenge is not really like biological it's more of a like societal capitalistic things like five day work weeks or something right like that's
1: right nothing
0: in your body or in nature is like telling you no you shouldn't work five out of seven days
1: well we're all on a four hour work week anyways right (laughs) wait you are <laughs> <laughs> you know it's an intense four hours but after that you're fine <laughs> yeah oh life hack kevin clark <laughs> life hack. should do tiktok that's tim ferris
0: <laughs> anyway should we do a show should we talk about the stuff
1: uh, i mean this is the show no <laughs> <laughs> that's true what
0: are you doing don't ruin a good thing we have going on
1: yeah when we were talking about sunlight it made me think i don't know if you've ever seen this i know there was like this one guy in the office forever ago that had this giant white lamp pointing at his face all day the sort of like i don't know like uv lamp or something like that and it's like supposed to mm-hmm. be better for your health or whatever and like combat the like seasonal depression or whatever but i never really got it because it's like how can you work with this giant blinding light pointing out of your face all day? <laughs> I just really didn't get it.
0: That reminds me of a. I think there was a Bond villain who did that, <laughs> really, in the that last Brosnan movie, right? But I think the point of like that Bond villain was like he didn't sleep or didn't need sleep because he, would, okay, he yeah. had like machines or something but yeah he would like shine a light on his face for like an hour and that would be like equivalent of the nine hours of sleep or something maybe i'm interesting remembering this wrong
1: so he was a bond villain
0: yeah it sounds very bond villainy thing to do
1: <laughs> yeah in like a pitch black room with the like hey is
0: that a, is that a snowboard board behind you
1: oh yeah it is yeah
0: <gasps> shopify one okay now i see the logo wow that's cool
1: Yeah, so actually the story behind that is... So we had a sort of like a partner conference for Shopify that's sort of our equivalent of WWDC. Mm -hmm. So it's primarily aimed at developers, but it's also where we announce a lot of new features for our platform going forward. And then the last announcement of that event uh, was something that like one of my teams worked on, which is called Hydrogen. And it's basically... I mean I'm gonna like spare you like all the details, not turn this into a giant infomercial, but <laughs> call hydrogen is basically like a set of like React components for building headless Shopify website. Cool. And as part of that, we wanted to show a demo of like, hey, you know, like this is what you can create with the framework and uh we had like the team had put together sort of like hey here's like a sort of sample like home page and like product page but it was just kind of like scaffolding that was there mm-hmm. and pretty bare bones and it kind of stayed that way because it like really wasn't the priority <laughs> in terms of like getting everything else done to get that demo Until, like, the last week, so a week before the event, uh, there was sort of a review. And then uh, a few people looked at that and were like, yeah, like, it." we're trying to tell people that this is how you can build, like, any, you know, buyer experiences of the future. And our demo looks pretty basic, like, pretty straightforward. Right. But we didn't have a lot of time. So they were like, okay, what can we do to, like, make this nicer? And so we only had just, like, a few days and uh, they were talking about it and I kind of like, it's going to be too long to like have a designer, like spend a few days, design something and then like pass that over to like a developer to like mm-hmm. build that and like do the whole cycle. So they're like, OK, well, we kind of need like a designer who can just like jump in and just like code it right away. And they were like,
0: do we have a unicorn on board?
1: <laughs> they're like, Yeah, they're like, who can do that? And then apparently my name came up I was like, oh, <laughs> Kevin, can probably help. And I was like, of course, I can help. <laughs> i was born for this (laughs) so i actually dropped everything i had canceled all my meetings and spent a few days just like designing i mean it was still in the grand scheme of things like pretty simple but it had this like cool like gradient animation and then it had so we worked with some designers to design a snowboard to use as like a product that we would showcase and we had that snowboard in 3d and so the cool thing is like as you change the variance you could change the different colors it would like turn around to show you the other side and it would like Hmm. move as you scrolled and it was pretty cool thing and so but we were all like working on this like you know pretty intensely for a few days and then at one point while we were working on this Toby, our CEO, just said, Hey, if we could get this done, I will send everyone a real version of the snowboard. Wow. And we were kind of like all uh ah, ha, ha yeah yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and then we ended up finishing the, the demo right in time so we can do the like recording for the conference and everything. Uh, And then we do the event. Everything goes great. Everyone kind of forgets about it. And then a few days later, like someone rings the doorbell and I have this giant box. (laughs) They're like, this is for you. And I'm like, what is that? (laughs) Like, I really had no idea. And to be fair, I always have that thing. Like, whenever I receive something, I'm like, what is this? Like, I never remember what I ordered.
0: Yeah, what did I order? Like, man, the Macs this year really are bigger.
1: (laughs) Right, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. (laughs) And so I open it and I was like, oh, wow, this is actually a real snowboard. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I feel like if they would have asked me, I probably would have said no, because I maybe I'm going to shatter all of the stereotypes about Canadians. But I actually have never used a snowboard before in my life.
0: That was my follow-up question, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I do ski, but I've never, never used a snowboard. So I probably would have said no, but now that I have it, it's like, now I feel like I should try it. And so in the meantime, I just put it in my office as uh, sort of like a, a decoration basically because i have nowhere else to put it
0: yeah no, to be fair it looks very pretty and it, i think it's a great item to have on display i think even if i were in your situation and but i i don't know was into snowboarding i don't think i would use it you know it feels like it's too nice to i don't know
1: yeah that is true but i don't know i gotta use it i gotta use it okay <laughs>
0: all right well that's great is this the demo site like available anywhere because i'm curious
1: i don't think so okay no i don't think it's available anymore but if you go and watch the video i can try to find a link you can you can see that
0: that'd be nice do you know i don't know if i ever told you this did you know that deb's uh, my wife uh, that she's a shopify developer in a way Ooh. she built a lot of shopify sites
1: okay that's cool yeah yeah
0: anyway just uh thought you would like to know
1: yeah, you should tell her to send me all her complaints. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that is definitely by far the coolest swag <laughs> I have ever received. Oh, yeah. I never had a snowboard as swag. That's true. That is pretty cool. What is the coolest swag that you've ever received? Hmm.
0: I don't know if coolest, like, you know, it's, it's kind of ambiguous. Uh, but definitely my favorite is uh, employees only peak design backpack uh, from Netlify.
1: Ooh.
0: and so it's like a really cool backpack regardless mm-hmm. so the item itself is cool but then it was like during uh all hands and it was funny because so we had a couple all hands a year but we had like one big all hands a year that was the main event <laughs> when i'm traveling to san francisco i always travel like i want to go at least a week earlier than everyone else just so that i can get my jet lag in order and like right it's such a long trip that staying there for like a week is usually feels not worth the trip if that makes sense like i prefer to stay longer (laughs) so let's go uh, one week earlier and for that one i got there earlier and so it was one week before the event and they were like scrambling because they were trying to get this backpack swag backpack ready but they were having some issue with like the design of it. Huh. They were trying to... There was a lot of limitations, what kind of logos we could have, what kind of print we could have, where we could print it in the backpack. So even though I was like, it was not really my job because I was like focusing on product design, so not swag by any means, but they were like, hey, Rafa, can we get on this call? Like, can we decide something here? So I kind of designed the backpack in like a day. <laughs> and so and then I got it like a week after and it was really... It felt really rewarding. It was like... And I think it looks dope. Nice. So... I think, yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, that's cool. That's my favorite. And I I use that backpack still. Nice. Not every day, because who uses backpacks anymore? But, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, before this one, my favorite one was, like, this really cool silver bottle, like, this water bottle that I used all the time. That was just really awesome. And, actually, it turns out I lost it, like, a few weeks ago. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this is the, the natural life cycle of any water bottle <laughs> that I have. Because so I just always leave them somewhere, never to be seen again. Pretty sad. But.
0: I don't leave them. I just get bored of it because like, eventually someone will give me new water. <laughs> oh, right. I like water bottles in general. Sometimes even I buy them myself. Yeah. So I'll just stash them. There's like a, a drawer full of bottles. Cool. Hey, I want to tell you about the, this MacBook and the setups and all that stuff should be
1: i was hoping to delay this forever so uh, you know
0: (laughs) no uh, i want to talk about it
1: i don't have to hear about how cool this new macbook pro that i totally don't have yet i haven't (laughs) received yet (laughs) just kidding tell me everything i want to know
0: when is your delivery date
1: it's actually now there's no date anymore oh no (laughs) Is the stage that I'm at. So it used to say, I think yesterday said two days. Okay. And then today says delivery date unknown. (laughs) Unknown. It's in transit. The last scene location was Shanghai.
0: (laughs) Mine also got...
1: It's like, I don't know. That doesn't seem very close to here. So Yeah, mine was
0: in Shanghai for like, I think almost a week since I got the shipping thing. And then the day before it was supposed to leave, it goes blank, just sounds like yours as well it goes blank i got no delivery date this is like i don't know right (laughs) and that scared me yep and then around like maybe two days later it came back and by that point it was in seoul and then i think it got delivered like
1: the next day or something so like what three four days later something like that
0: everything in europe like goes to germany so yeah
1: when i ordered on the apple store app it said november 5th to 10 so soon soon and i really need it this computer is terrible. (laughs) Everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: mine got got here a week earlier than the original date that Apple gave me. So mm. you know, there's hope. Anyway, all right, I want to talk about it. Should we talk about uh, uh, our sponsor first, though?
1: This week's episode is sponsored once again by Play. Play is the first native iOS design tool, and they are releasing more invites to their product so stay tuned at the end of the read i will tell you we got our hands on a few invites but before that let me tell you more about play play is this design tool that is made for mobile so lets you design apps directly from your phone so it gives you a great preview of what the app is gonna not only look like but also what it's gonna feel like so you can see the animations play with all the details and one of my favorite things about it is because it is a native app on ios you can leverage a lot of native components so things like maps right you can have a live map into your design and scroll into it and tap into points it's a fully interactive map just like you'd expect. Same thing extends to input text fields, for example, and you can do this really cool thing where like part of your flow, you can ask the user to input some text and then set that text to a variable that you can then use um, somewhere else. So maybe you have like a login screen and you get the person to like input their name, and stuff like that. You can then reuse that in other screens later on. They have uh, date pickers, they have video, and that all plays natively live into the app while you preview it. And so it's this really cool, really interactive design flow that you, you can get into and for me, that really changes how I approach design problems. And I can really prototype and test ideas so much quicker that I don't have to kind of imagine in my head, like, oh, like, let me take a screenshot of a map, right? <laughs> like a static map. And it's like mm-hmm. not really how a re- real app would look and feel. With Play, I can do all of that from my phone and I can design from anywhere, right? The other day I was like, I'm waiting in line to pick up something. I can just be like working on my design, you know? And that's been just like really great to just get to Play. I think the name is is really well <laughs> chosen for that. It feels like playing. It doesn't feel like work. So Play has created invite links for us. We have 25 full access invites. Whoa. So the first 25 people who will go and use this link will have full access to play so you'll have you're gonna want to go check in our show notes right now we're probably gonna put a link also in the chapter so go check it out get that link and give it a try one of the things i would ask is if you do get an invite please please use it play with it have fun and give us some links to the stuff that you're working on because one thing that's cool with play is you can just get a link for the current version of what you're working on and then share it publicly. So this is sort of like my ask from our audience is go try it, send us what you're working on. And who knows, maybe next episode or in a few episodes, once people start sending us kind of their preview of what they're working on, maybe we can talk about it on the show. And I think what we're going to do probably next episode is we're going to send you some links on the stuff that we're working on inside of Play. So we can kind of exchange some of the fun tricks that we've learned along the way.
0: Cool. Whoa, I didn't know about that. We have links. Go check it out.
1: Cool. Our thanks to Play. And if you want to just check out their website, learn more about it, the website is createwithplay.com. So just go there. You'll have all the information. Their marketing website uh, looks awesome. uh, And it's a great place to learn more about it.
0: Boom. It's a good sponsor. It's a really good sponsor. I just realized, like, yeah, by you not having the laptop, it's kind of like mean of me to <laughs> to talk about it to you.
1: No, that's fine. That's fine. I watch maybe a hundred YouTube videos. <laughs> that true. Oh, that's true. So me too. Every aspect of it.
0: Even after. Do you also uh, watch reviews of stuff you already have?
1: Oh, 100%.
0: <laughs> Actually, like more times.
1: 100%. Yeah. It does. I mean, it's not the same as when you don't have the product, mm-hmm. but I am always curious to see, like, oh, like, what do they think about it? How do they. Like, you know, think about these. I've been very curious. I mean, I haven't received uh, mine yet, but I've been curious about seeing, okay, what about the specs, right? What are people saying about, like, what are the ideal configurations of this MacBook Pro and blah, blah, blah? So, yeah, it's super interesting. I'm curious to start at, like, your first impressions. So, right. Like, when you first open up the box, like, what did you think?
0: All right. First impressions, it is chunky. Like, <laughs> we knew this, you know, it's the only, like, visual, it's the most surprising thing, I guess, about it, the new visual lens. but it's like substantial Mm. you know like i knew oh but like actually the thickest part is as thick as whatever no it looks way thicker than the before
1: but is it actually thicker i feel like last time we checked the numbers on the website and i was like oh yeah but it's actually not that much thicker like i don't know how do you square that circle
0: yeah you're right from the website if you do the compare max the width or thickness i guess it's actually the same for the 14 inch and the 13 Pro, Mm. it's the same. Same number. I think it's 61 millimeters. I actually don't remember. But, I don't know how they're measuring that. (laughs) Maybe they're not taking into account the feet, Mm. and we know that the feet are slightly, like, taller. But I know that it's definitely thicker because, as you know, the way I have my laptop set up, like at my desk, is I put it under my desk,
1: right? Oh yeah. That is the ultimate test. Does it still fit under the desk?
0: <laughs> right. And I, it's something I didn't even think about because it's the same thickness according to Apple.com. Mm-hmm. So, and I was here and it's been like almost a full day of having it. I was like, all right, now I'll put it under the desk. And then, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't fit. <laughs> the way they have this desk set up is it's like the support rooms at the desk. Anyway, there's like a little gap between mm. the support things and the actual desktop. So that's why I slide it under there and whatever. So as I was trying to slide it in, it wouldn't go in. And I was like, oh, no, am I going to have to rethink this whole setup? And I'm very protective of my setup (laughs) because it is working for me. I was pissed. I was like, oh, my God, I have to put it now on top of my desk like an animal. Anyway, and I actually did rearrange and rethink my whole setup. Hmm. Effectively, I would place it on top of the base of the stand of my display, if that makes sense. You know how there's like a surface?
1: Oh, okay. Initially, I thought you would put your monitor on top of the laptop. (laughs) But no, you're saying like the monitor's on the desk and then you're placing the laptop on top of there's like a little feet basically for the, the monitor. Right, right, right. Exactly.
0: And so it would like, of course, it, the laptop is way bigger than that surface area. So it would, by all means, it would like it's floating a little bit. Right. Which is not a bad look, but whatever. I try to use that in that way for an hour. And I was like, I can't. It's like, it's too big. It takes a lot of space in my desk. And I don't like, it makes the whole desk feel busier right was not into it so it's like you know what no it's the same thickness let me try to like maybe wedge it in under the desktop or something i don't know let me try again
1: you just wedge it in
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're wedging it wrong uh no like I even thought like let me maybe loosen up some of the screws so that the whole thing like there's more give if, you, if that makes sense in the desk anyway. So I, I just crammed it in there and once the feet oh my
1: God. Rafa's <laughs> just like scraping the aluminum <laughs> brand new MacBook Pro.
0: <laughs> Debs she was like aren't you afraid this is going to scratch? <laughs> but I'm like uh actually <laughs> like the desktop is wood, my laptop is aluminum. Right. Aluminum is harder than wood. So if anything is going to get scratched, is the desktop, right? It's impossible for wood to scratch off aluminum. I hope this math is right because I'm banking a lot on it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I just push it hard. And once the feet like go over, then it fits. So I got to be honest. It's uncomfortably tight in there. And I can hear all the jokes already. But like it's it's... <laughs> <laughs> I am nervous for the well-being of my laptop because it's like if by any chance that desktop bends and it would bend the laptop, this is not...
1: Bendgate <laughs> gate
0: 2.0. I know. Oh, my God. It's not a great solution.
1: Would you consider getting... Because I know I've seen online like there are some sort of trays yeah. that you can essentially buy and screw into your desk mm-hmm. that would presumably have enough height That like your MacBook would slide in pretty well. Would you consider getting one of these?
0: Absolutely. If anyone listening to this, if you know of like a good solution for this, and I've seen a couple. To be honest, I think if I were to try something and maybe if you can't find like a good solution for this, I think I'm going to call my friend Pim who has a 3D printer and uh, maybe just like 3D print a little shelf thing, mm. right? It can't be that hard. So, I'm a big fan of having your desktop hidden away under your desk, so I'll find a way. For now, it still works. It's down there, uh but you know, <laughs> We'll see how it goes. Anyway, all of this, big tangent to say.
1: I might have to do that too once I have like my two laptops that I have to sh- shuffle around.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to be- come up with some creative solutions for sure. But so first impressions is like, yes, Chunky. Uh, the Apple logo is... is bigger, right? Significantly bigger. And not sure if it's true for the space gray as well. But like on the previous silver MacBook 13, the Apple logo was like shinier, if you will. Hmm. And now it's more of a... It's, like, darker. Interesting. So it, it, there's even more contrast in the Apple logo. I
1: think it looks cool. Okay. I hadn't noticed that. Someone needs to make the Ralph Lauren meme <laughs> uh, with the new MacBook logo. <laughs> was speaking? You know, like, or is it Polo? Like, with the bigger and bigger... It's Polo.
0: It's Polo, yeah. The horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: Maybe in five years, it'll be even bigger.
0: They dropped the MacBook Pro label from under the displays. So it's like, well, now we have some... <laughs> Like, if you're going to put MacBook Pro under the right. backplate of the
1: laptop, <laughs> at least let us get... This was
0: marketing, like, pushing for this. At least let's get the bigger logo, please.
1: Make the logo bigger, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how they decide these things. Like, who makes the call? It's like, all right, the logo's going to be bigger. Probably marketing, right? Because, like, what else? Uh, I don't know. The ghost of Phil Schiller. <laughs>
0: What do you mean ghost? He's not dead. Still. <laughs> He's somewhere in the rooftop. Yeah, exactly. Another first impression is, although I haven't seen the space gray, I would confidently say that, especially in these models, silver is the right choice, mm. is the best color, 100%. There's just the contrast of the keyboard that now it's all black right the keyboard and the body it just looks really good i think it would get muddied a little bit if it was space gray. which color did you order by the way i don't want to be mean
1: (laughs) i ordered the space gray but only because i knew that for sure the one i would get from work will be silver oh and so i was like it's gonna be better for me to have two different colors so at least i can easily distinguish them absolutely otherwise it's kind of confusing right because because the previous generation like many many moons ago i had to fight so hard to get the space gray because i was new at the time and i was like of course i'm gonna get the space gray (laughs) and then i was like super prepared for like oh god like what am i gonna have to do now to like convince people to give me the space gray now it's like who cares i will have one of each (laughs) but i do agree with you that i think the silver one looks better most of the time. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a maybe like a 20% of the time where I feel like it looks like the 2015 <laughs> MacBook Pro. Right. Like maybe when it's closed. For sure. Where it's like, ah, uh, they're giving me really old school vibes.
0: But I think that the old school vibes is the whole vibe of this laptop, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's a very retro old school look of these maybe. laptops, I think.
1: Speaking of the look of this, there's a question that I have that I don't know. Either you care or you don't care. Is it just me or the corner radius of the outer body mm-hmm. versus the corner radius of the keyboard, like the tray, they don't match?
0: Oh, my God. You're going to make me open the laptop. It's under my desk.
1: Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Up to you. Or look at some pictures online. All
0: right. No, wait. Wait Wait a second.
1: I feel like it doesn't match, but it maybe it's just like the images are not great.
0: All right. I'm pulling it under the table. It's so easy and painless. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> see the problem is that the ethernet cable is like too short i'm gonna have to turn off
1: wait i can do it oh my god <laughs> this is very important you're doing this for science i'm gonna open
0: my laptop which means that like all the displays are gonna like freak out oh no Wow, what an adventure, huh? I just disconnected Ethernet cable, the FaceTime call just turned off, and just, right, we're back. Jesus, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> All good. Yeah, so it doesn't match, but it's that optical thing, right? Because it's like a shorter, so of course they can't match, but I, it doesn't strike me as odd. But maybe.
1: Yeah, they definitely do not match. And I feel like this is a new thing. I'm looking at my old one. The corner radius does match on the old one, but it doesn't on this new one. You shouldn't get this laptop then. <laughs> I feel like this is just, like, a regression, like, across all of Apple's products lately. Like, the iPhone is the same. The corner radius doesn't match. Like, there's just (laughs) someone used to care about this, and that person is not here anymore. Or it's
0: a transition period, you know?
1: I don't know, but it bothers me a little bit. I do feel like, in a sense, that design of the new machine seems more optimized for the 16-inch. Because it's not as obvious on the 16-inch, because it's bigger on both sides but it is pretty pronounced on the 14-inch, so. Man,
0: I can't imagine just how big the 16-inch
1: must feel. Oh, yeah. I would never want a machine this big. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's see. Another first impression. Uh, I don't know. It's I guess it's heavier, but I don't really notice it. Keyboard looks good, but feels the same. I don't know. Even having, like, the full-size uh, function keys, I'm like, well, yeah, but I type mostly on external keyboards, and they all have had full-size function keys right. since forever. So even that is not, like, as striking as a thing. I didn't even notice. I
1: mean, just having a keyboard that works is good be a huge upgrade for me
0: <laughs> yeah that's true oh my god <laughs> poor kevin oh man the air vents like the you know the slits on the side they're very prominent they're like bang right sd card slot it's incredible hmm. who knew
1: uh, a question about this so what do you do with the sd card Do you use that for your camera? Like, is that how you import photos? Yeah. Okay. And so you import your photos into photos or do you use something like Lightroom? Photos. Okay, I see. And then how do you edit? Do you edit on the laptop?
0: Most of the time I do all this on my laptop. Just for simple crops and all, I just use photos like the app directly. Mm -hmm. For anything a bit more, I use Pixelmator Pro. Now on my iPad... I use Darkroom, so
1: but I really like Pixelmator Pro on the Mac. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, but you don't apply, like, any filters on your images?
0: Uh, I mean, no. Sometimes with Darkroom, if it's like an iPhone picture or something. I see. But otherwise, no. Okay. So, yeah, all right. Now, but I have to talk to you about, and I'm, actually, this is the part, I'm glad that we're having this conversation before your laptop arrives. Okay. Because migration assistant i don't know if you've heard about people complaining or having issues with this no but i've heard like after the fact like a lot of people having issues it is it all seems to be like different type of issues Hmm. for, for different people but let's just say that the first experience like the setup experience was a nightmare, Oh, really? which is uh, very unfortunate because you're really excited to play with your new computer. Yeah. And so I guess if you're planning to set it up as new, then I, yep. I don't think you'll have any issue.
1: That's my plan.
0: <laughs> ah, there you go. But it was not my plan. So beforehand, I've heard on Twitter, some people that got it like on day one, they were saying to use like, oh, what you want to do is use migration assistant, transfer from one Mac to another and use the a Thunderbolt 3 cable. Because that's like super fast and it will transfer all your data in like an hour. Paul uh, at Stammy on Twitter, he told me like, yeah, for like a terabyte of data on his, it took like an hour, which is pretty good. So that was my plan coming in. And I think if I haven't heard that on Twitter, what I would do just naturally, I would do a restore from a time machine backup. So I have an external SSD. It's always plugged in. So I always have an up-to-date uh, backup. So that was my plan. But since people on Twitter told me that, that's what I try to do. So I mm. connect a Thunderbolt 3 cable, which, by the way, you might not even know if you have one or might not have one. It's Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you have one? I have one because it's the one that came with the XCR display. Uh, I know that that's a Thunderbolt 3. Otherwise, I would not know. I mean, if it's a Thunderbolt cable, you have the little lightning bolt glyph. But if it's 3 or 2, I honestly don't know. I don't remember which one I
1: had when I used the LG. Oh, yeah. So I guess I also have one because it has a little lightning bolt from the LG.
0: It might be Thunderbolt 2. I don't even know the difference, but... Anyway, so I took the cable. I was like, all right, I'm prepared. I have the cable. Mm. Connect the two Macs. Went to, you know, set up migration assistant. Select the Mac. And you have, like, checkboxes. To it. What kind of data do you want to import? Said all of it. And then you have a little something, like, telling you what kind of connection you're using. And it said peer-to-peer. And it had a little Wi-Fi icon. Mm. I'm like, oh, is this using Wi-Fi? <laughs> Like, why? I've connected with the cable. Right. By that point, it was already transferring. It said, it will take around 17 hours. Oh,
1: my goodness. And like,
0: 17 hours? No way. <laughs> Luckily, this is on a Friday, and we have Fridays off. So I didn't have to work. So I kind of had a free schedule. But still, I'm not going to wait 17 hours. I think I would prefer to set up as new and, like, transfer each file manually over time than having to wait 17 hours. Right. So I'm like, all right, this is using Wi-Fi for sure. So I have to somehow maybe turn off Wi-Fi to force it to use a cable. But I couldn't do any of that while it was on that migration assistant screen. Right. I canceled, but that just canceled the whole setup flow. It says, all right, you don't want to use migration assistant. Here you go here's your mac and now you're like you effectively set it up as new oh, like god damn it crap so now what so then you can go to
1: restore i guess
0: there's like an actual migration assistant
1: app huh.
0: so you run that it just reboots a thousand times to try to put you back in that mode and by this time i like i try to turn off wi-fi before doing that but i don't know what happened when it got to that last step the wi-fi was back on it was connected again and again it was telling me like it will use wi-fi
1: <laughs> go unplug your modem
0: <laughs> seriously i would if it hadn't other people in the home that maybe we're working and are dependent on the internet <laughs> like because in that mode when migration assistant is on i cannot turn off wi-fi at least i couldn't find a way right so i had to turn it off before but that's what i did but it turned it back on i don't know why so what i try to do is like all right since i'm already like past the setup flow i'm going to update the mac it was like 0.1 before the one that ships with the laptops or like one version behind Mm. so maybe i need to put them up to date or something i don't know so i did that and then fired up migration assistant again did not work always wi-fi always telling me it'll take 17 to 19 hours and i'm like this is bullshit you know what i'll use what i was planning to do anyways i'll restore from a time machine backup it's not thunderbolt 3 but it's still like usb c so i guess it's usb three speeds Mm -hmm. should be okay so i did that and plugged in my time machine drive and it would say alright here's a Time machine drive do you want to back or restore from this one I said yes and then we'll just stay there with a little spinner saying searching for devices and I'm like what are you doing searching for devices you found the device that I want and I've told you go what are you doing searching for other devices I don't want this and it would just stay there for I think 10 minutes I've tried to stop it I tried to do it again just reboot the computer again it would always get stuck in that step and I think I took so long to Google for an answer an answer that wouldn't require you to like reset the P RAM and (laughs) do all of this shit Uh, by that time eventually it just decided to go to the next step and started restoring finally hmm. anyway eventually the whole restore took like an hour or something which was not too bad all this is a horrible first time like setup experience migration assistant is a mess right now and honestly it just makes me appreciate the effort they've put on ios because it's way better right anyway
1: yeah whenever i get a new mac which is not very often i always do set up devices new because my whole philosophy on this is i should be able to like totally like drop my computer in the water <laughs> and then get a new one and then get everything back like set up from scratch i shouldn't have to transfer anything because basically all the files they're all on icloud drive all of the like developer things are on github mm-hmm. i actually use very few apps and i have like for all my dev stuff i have my dot files mm. that will like install and configure everything as needed and so
0: when was the last time you tried those by the way
1: uh six years ago maybe okay I don't know something like that
0: every time I try to use my dot .files
1: it, it fails <laughs> well that's part of the process though it's like every time you use them you need to like run it and then see what breaks and then fix it uh-huh. so like you kind of keep it updated somewhat <laughs> so you
0: never actually use the dot .files to restore anything you just try and you just update your dot .files to work on the next time but next time will be six years and <laughs>
1: No, but it's, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's, like, better than nothing. That's fair enough. Like, uh, some of the main things that it does for me is it changes the delay for, like, the dock showing up. And, like, there's a bunch of, like, just little stuff like that that just tends to always work. Now, the homebrew stuff, I mean, I'll be curious to see because I haven't had an M1 Mac yet. But I don't know if I have to jump through hoops for Mm -hmm. any development stuff.
0: I mean, the support now, it's in a... Way better state than it was when M1s were brand new. Mm. So most projects will be okay. But if, maybe if you have like older versions or something, you might. Right. But hey, you can always, little tip when you get your laptop, just select the terminal app in the Finder. Duplicate it to so have two terminal apps. Rename one to say like Rosetta Terminal or whatever. And to get info and in, check the box that says open in Rosetta. Huh. So if you do that, you can just like launch Rosetta Terminal. And that way it will always operate under x86
1: so you shouldn't have any interesting huh i didn't know that that's cool that's a good tip there you go nice okay so i have a question for you okay that is probably maybe the most important question about this laptop okay <laughs> and i will set some context first so last week we had like a work thing in-person work thing mm-hmm. and i actually saw someone using an iphone 12 pro because mm-hmm. i just like you know staying home is is not something i see very often and i saw the screen And I was like, why is this so choppy? Oh, no. What is this? And I realized, oh, that's because that's a 12 Pro, not a 13 Pro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's only 60 hertz. And I just, I realized I am completely ruined, right? Like, same thing when I saw the iPad mini. I was like, what the hell is this? I do not want to interact with this screen at all. This looks terrible. This is so janky. I hate it. And so my question is, is this laptop going to ruin every computer monitor ever as soon as I start using it?
0: Uh, I think my answer, it can't apply to you because... I've had an iPad Pro with ProMotion for three, four years, whatever they came out. And I've seen and held an iPhone 13 Pro. And especially like with the home animations or whatever, like quitting apps and stuff like Hmm. that, was definitely noticeable. Like I've, you know, I could see how smooth it was. But... I don't think 120 hertz for me has a lot of impact. Maybe it's my eyes. I don't know.
1: No, you can notice it going back. Even when I got the phone, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I guess I can kind of see it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to use it for a while, like use it for a few days and then go back. And then you're like, what the hell is this? And the other clarification I would add is per device category. Okay. I think. (laughs) <laughs> like ipad i'm used to ipads the phone i was like yeah whatever you know it's fine but then when you get the phone form factor then you're like oh now like all the phones that don't have this are just terrible to me and now i feel like the next step is the computers
0: <laughs> i think i need to get back to this question and answer it again in like a month or two i see because two reasons like since i've had a laptop i've used it more looking at my external display than actual the actual display yeah and second because app compatibility is still so cars like it's right i think a lot of apps still have to do something to adopt it especially and this is quite funny apparently safari still doesn't support it so weird and a lot of reviewers said like it looks the same to me i don't really see it and they were using safari as an example and to be fair that's the example they gave it in the keynote in the event mm-hmm. they used safari that like weird web page <laughs> to scroll real fast <laughs> um so anyway so i guess most apps even when i use with its built-in display a lot of apps are not ready don't support this 120 hertz so i think it's so choppy that i haven't if it's going to make a big impact in me and it's going to ruin this place for me it hasn't had time to do its thing Mm -hmm. now next week i'll be the whole week away from my display in portugal and working exclusively from my laptop and so i guess after that whole week Maybe I come back home yeah, and then maybe I have to sell my display. I don't know what's going to happen, but I guess that's going to be a better time to revisit this question.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm also curious since there's it's not like a touchscreen where mm-hmm. – you have physical interaction right. with like the pixels that are on the screen that I feel like the tracking is more important there. Because you have this indirection of using a mouse, it might not be the same, but...
0: That makes a lot of sense. That sounds very true. We'll see. It's somehow similar to like movies. You know, a typical Hollywood movie, it's set in 24 frames per second, which is a pretty low, you know, uh, frame rate. Mm-hmm. And But when you watch a movie, it never strikes you as like, choppy right you know or whatever and it's only when you like watch a i don't know like an iphone video like, you shoot a video with your iphone it's probably going to be 60 frames per second i think that's the default today but then you know when you go back and like play a video or compare or whatever then you can see the difference but you never see it when you're watching a movie and so that might be something similar i'm looking at a display yeah it's like a tv and it doesn't strike me as you know choppy i don't know we'll see but the display looks incredible it looks really really good at some point i was editing photos and i was using both my display and my laptop so not in clamshell mode i was looking at both displays and the color reproduction was slightly different like the laptop was slightly brighter Hmm. or not brighter like a bit more saturated and i went to display settings and i still don't understand what's going on but i think it was had true tone only in one i don't know what's going on Hmm. but so it's slightly different a bit more vibrant and saturated than the pro display xdr And it's as bright, uh, right? So just fire up an HDR movie and oh my God, it's like how can a screen this thin be so bright? Because when you look at a phone or even a tablet for that matter, like you still have a whole computer behind it. So it's never as thin and especially not this Apple Pro Display XDR display. This is very thick. So my brain kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, sure, there's a lot of lights there or something. But this display, the laptop one, is so thin and it gets so bright. It feels like impossible it's really really cool
1: nice that's amazing
0: i don't want to talk about the notch it's a non-issue it's fine
1: yeah exactly okay i mean i wasn't gonna ask you about it because i also don't really care <laughs> yeah
0: i mean although now that i mention it i, I kind of had to it is silly when menu items wrap around the other side <laughs> right it's like oh yeah, that's when it reminds you that there's a notch, right because for most time your brain kind of like ignores it and it's fine but then it's like oh okay yeah that's weird <laughs>
1: If you were in Apple's shoes, what would you do about that?
0: Uh, the same they did, I think. Yeah. Like the people who say, "Oh, don't do a notch." I think they're maybe forgetting or willfully ignoring. But then, what would you do? Is it would you not have a webcam, or would you? have a like a big gap you know
1: yeah i mean i was more asking like taking the notch as a given like how would you handle it in software like i it made me wonder should apple have some guidelines on having fewer menus like should some be condensed like i'm thinking for example the view and window menu i do know there can be a lot of stuff in both of these (laughs) but i do often feel like to me they're kind of similar
0: but that's not a fix like even if you try to minimize the number like third-party apps can put how many but
1: it's stuff like safari right like has the last one on the other side like it's just
0: i would like to prototype somehow you know i'm not sure if this would be a better solution but somehow just making menus be reserved for the left not a year but the left side of the notch <laughs> and have menu bar uh, apps on the right side. Right. And maybe just do like a scroll. Similar to how they treat the like menu bar like thing on iPad, right? It's like a continuous thing. They scroll through. Because, like, if the menus on the left wrap around the other side, again, they just just appear on the other side. But that doesn't happen with the menu bar apps. Mm. If there's more, you know, there's enough space for them, they just get hidden, which Mm. is weird. There's no way to access them. It's, like, it's weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe I would scroll. Have a little, like, fading something or whatever, you know, and maybe scroll.
1: Or, I mean, what I would expect is, you know, they do these, like, two arrows thing?
0: Right. Yeah, similar, like, in the toolbar, like, if you resize.
1: It's interesting, but, yeah, I don't think it's... A big issue.
0: So, last thing I want to talk to you about a little bit is you know, I'm into desks and like workspaces and like, I don't know, I nerd out about that stuff. I love it. And we talked about it here. I mentioned this numerous times that. For me, a desktop computer is just a better experience than a laptop. You know, try to use a laptop as a desktop, like it's a compromise. It's never as good as a real thing. Mm -hmm. And there's two main reasons for that. One is performance. Usually laptops are just way, you know, more limited in terms of performance and cooling than desktops. But second one is just like you would have to deal with like the weird things like connecting displays and doesn't remember the Windows positions and like Bluetooth is like weird sometimes like because it doesn't expect to like always have this monitor or like always have a mouse. Like an iMac, as a system, as a computer, it knows to look for an external mouse and keyboard, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But now these laptops are making me rethink this whole thing. And I'm going to reserve my final judgment for when we see like super pro desktops, like the iMac Pro or even the Mac Pro, these M1 chips. They might just completely blow my mind and, you know, redefine what's possible or not but like today i never felt like the computing power it's not a limit anymore Like, Mm. whatever i want to do this laptop i tried to just slow it down and i can't or have a really hard time to get there and i've I've tweeted this like i open every single app that i had installed at the same time (laughs) one click open all in the computer it did like slow down and it was like doing a lot
1: but what about how long does it take to open a figma file (laughs) is that faster
0: it is faster Figma still have, like, connection stuff and the Chromium render and all that stuff.
1: Because sometimes it will literally take, like, five minutes for me to open a Figma file. Yeah, no, that takes that long to me.
0: Okay, But, you know, one thing that it doesn't slow down anymore is when I'm screen recording, mm. like, a 6K display. I'm recording my screen and audio and the webcam. And I have a Figma thing. And maybe I'm on a call, like, sharing my screen. <laughs> like, stuff like that. Right. <laughs> that would just, like, melt my laptop. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, But not anymore. I don't even hear the fans so like and also since Monterey or was it Big Sur I forget one of these versions they also fix an annoyance of like when you connect or disconnect an external display it would like mess up all of your window position and placement and you know size and all that. And that seems to be fixed with the exception of Electron apps. Huh. Here we go again. You know, this just happened. But for some reason, when I disconnect and connect the display again, every window is back where I left them except Electron apps that will still pin to like the zero zero plate like the corner. Huh. But like, I'm thinking that right now, this laptop, one single cable to connect this whole like desktop situation is very close to like a perfect setup right i think even this monitor has a lot of flaws or whatever but like right now with what's available now this is the closest thing i can get to a perfect setup um things that i'm still missing all right just for future reference so maybe future rafa can like quote me in a year or two right now if i plug an ethernet cable to my display and then of course from my display to my Laptop, the bandwidth like drop. Like it's not as fast as if I just connected directly. Of course, I can connect it directly. So it has to go Ethernet cable, huh. little adapter to USB C, <laughs> connect that USB C to my monitor one of the ports and then the monitor goes through Thunderbolt to my laptop. I have a gigabit Ethernet here. And if I do all that through my display, I'm gonna get around like four hundred megabytes, which is still pretty good. But if I connect it directly, I get the full gig, sometimes even faster.
1: Interesting.
0: So that's one thing limitation a little bit. So I still have sometimes I still connect two cables to my laptop instead of as opposed to just the single one. That's one. And second, I really need new keyboard like in black (laughs) effectively the keyboard that comes with these iMacs (laughs) in black please
1: yeah you have to wait for the iMac pro
0: i really do like please because i i'm not a fan i have the extended uh, space gray black keyboard uh which came with the Mm. old iMac pro now discontinued r.i.p right and i got it for the single reason that it was black like space gray that's it i actually don't like uh, extended keyboards with a numeric pad i don't like that yeah. i prefer more compact because then it puts my mouse just too far from the keyboard anyway yeah, exactly i just need that please in order to get the perfect uh, setup <laughs> and i do the more i think about it kevin i've been thinking a lot about you and your setup you should get something similar i think it's the best thing just one cable to connect it put it in a tray or in a little shelf somewhere out of view And
1: I mean, this is the lifestyle I've been on for the last many, many years.
0: That's true. But and you have a built in webcam on your display, so
1: even better. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. This is actually what I'm doing right now. I just have one thing played into the laptop. There you go. There's a couple challenges. So the work thing I have the stupid YubiKey thing. Oh, you want one of those? Yeah. Well, I mean, not by choice,
0: yeah, I know I've avoided it like the plague at Superlist and try to to make that happen.
1: I hate it. I hate every aspect of it, but I do need something like that easy access that I can just like bump this thing, but maybe it fits in a shelf and it's like sticking out. I can like uh-huh. use my knee to like kick the laptop. <laughs> Like get the thing to work or something? But yeah, other than that, I think that's going to be... I will have like the sort of shelf which will hold the laptop that's not currently in use. Then I will like rotate in and out like the one that's on the desk. (laughs) So that will be interesting. And then the the interesting thing is my personal laptop is coming before my work one arrives. I actually don't know when my work one is arriving. Oh, no. And so I don't know what I'm going to do for like those few weeks the contrast between my personal stuff and my work stuff is gonna be very wild i
0: mean actually i'd be quite curious to hear your experience because that's something i'd never really went through like upgraded my laptop but still had to use the old one that never happened so
1: i'm curious yeah exactly that would be terrible so yeah we'll see about that but otherwise again very very excited (laughs) it's about time
0: all right so you know have you seen that tweet that I've? Posted with the Sebastian DeWitt's AirPods Max.
1: Yeah. <sighs> uh, you know what? I saw this tweet and I immediately thought about you. <laughs> I was like, mental note, I should send this to Rafa. And then before I could do it, I saw you re- reply to the tweet and I was like,
0: ah. Okay. So for context, people listening to have no idea what you're talking about. Well, first, I've been in a little like a conflict now because since I got the XCR display, the stand is aluminum, right? And it feels like Apple is really moving away from space gray stuff In the like Mac Pro, like the proest of them all. <laughs> It's uh, the color scheme is silver aluminum with black accents, either the black keys or the black surface on the mouse or something. Right. So that's like the broest cool <laughs> color scheme. Anyway, <laughs> so I've been looking for that because right now my peripherals don't match. So Sebastian DeWitt posted a picture of his setup and uh, his desk, and if you paid attention, you could see his AirPods Max. He has the silver like aluminum cups, but then has the black band in ear cups so he has this duotone pro look silver and black <laughs> and i fell in love <laughs> like <laughs> i need that in my life but the only way you can do that is either buy a second pair of airpods max an already extremely expensive way overpriced item or find a friend or someone who's willing to like swap parts with you so i'm looking for a friend <laughs>
1: Let us know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway, but doesn't it look cool?
1: It does look really cool. Yeah. I really like that look. So I hope you can uh, fulfill your dreams.
0: So here's the thing, though. If you were, if you, if you were in my, my shoes, I have the spacecraft. Right. And the look I want is actually the silver cups. Yeah, exactly. So if I were to find a friend to swap parts i would have to convince that friend to swap the actual headphone not the parts because the cups you can actually buy cups
1: right but
0: i have the right cups and i have the right band i just want the the actual headphone part so
1: and you have to convince them to get the lesser combination (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's really
0: it's almost impossible i think it's easier just to buy another pair (laughs) maybe yeah And maybe, like, then give it as a gift, right? You just say it's an exclusive, limited edition. Right. I might do that.
1: Anyway. But, yeah, that's a really cool combination.
0: All right. Should we do recommendations? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. I have two recommendations. I'm going to go real quick. One is personal website of our dear friend, friend of the show, previous guest, Brian Lovin. I assume you know of Brian. And I had no idea he updated his website, but I saw his tweet today because apparently, I guess, um, it looked like I was... He's been talking about it a lot. Yeah, it looks really cool. I keep saying this. Uh, Brian's website is like something I would aspire to one day. (laughs) It looks really, really good. And Brian has successfully, finally, completed his transformation in where now his website is an app. (laughs) Full-on app. (laughs) Go check it out. It's incredible. His website is perfect.
1: It feels like it it reached its perfect form, like the final evolution... (laughs) So true. And just amazing. I've been watching some of the videos. Uh, like he's been making videos of behind the scenes as he's oh, really? working on this. And it's just absolutely incredible like
0: where has he been posting these uh twitter (laughs) oh i miss how what's happening
1: it's this like little obscure website (laughs) 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 where you can find out information about what we're working on it's great Should check it out but yeah i'll try to find some links to these like i favorited a couple of the tweets yeah it's so cool i can't imagine how much work must go (laughs) into something like this seriously yeah i just can't believe it but it's really inspirational
0: yeah everyone go check it out brianlovin.com incredible and uh good job brian
1: you did it. It's so impressive.
0: Another recommendation. I just found out about this. And it's a bit embarrassing because I've been using Figma for years. I just found out about this option. Did you know, Kevin Clark? No, I didn't. And listeners. <laughs> if <laughs> if you select a layer or any object and you go to the edit menu, there's a bunch of like select all with same properties, select all with some same fill. Select all with same stroke. Select all with same effect and text and font. I did not know about this. Like I was looking today is something I've done hundreds of times in my career. Let's say that I have a bunch of like repeated uh, components, like they all look the same, mm-hmm. and then let's say I want to select like a specific layer that exists in all of them, right? And this is not a component. Mm. I would like look for it in the layer list, like same thing, like command click and then this and command click and scroll, 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 command click. And it's it's ridiculous. So today I was like, there's got to be a better way. Like I was looking for a plugin actually to do this. Right. And I found out that like you select the layer you want In this case, it was like the background image. I just wanted to update the image to run the Unsplash thing or whatever. Select that image and then go to the menu thing and say select all with same property. And it would select every single image that has the same properties, including size and all. That's cool. Boom. If you have an icon set and you want to change the stroke with or whatever, you can select like a stroke and then go in that menu bars, select all with the same stroke, hmm. and it select everything. And then you can change the properties for all of them at the same time. Incredible!
1: That's very neat. That's cool. I did not know about that. There you go. Because you're a manager
0: now, right? You don't use figma.
1: <laughs> yeah, for. Per-
0: I keep saying you're a manager now, but you've been a manager for like, I think
1: yeah now
0: (laughs) most time that I've known you.
1: Yeah. For like the past five years or something. Yeah. Yeah. So my recommendation is kind of a lightweight recommendation. Maybe you're going to say I phoned it in this week, but I actually saw and like not a lot of people tweeted about it. So I wanted to just like kind of promote it more because I think this company really needs like a little boost. But this little (laughs) company called Disney released the first trailer for Book of Boba Fett. Wait, what? <laughs> and it looks good. It looks really good. I'm actually very excited about this. I missed
0: this win.
1: See? <laughs> i told you oh my
0: god it was today like literally today
1: oh. yeah it was today and i told you they need a little bit of work in the marketing department <laughs> you know so uh, disney if you need some help please call me
0: <laughs> you can sponsor this show if you want disney
1: yeah exactly sponsored by boba fett <laughs> so it's great i'm excited it's coming out in what like a month or so two months
0: december twenty nine
1: december 29th i'm excited one of the things that i was wondering and i'm curious to know what you think is it weird that like pretty much the majority of disney's effort to keep the star wars franchise going are essentially two characters that to the vast majority of people are the same (laughs) basically like i don't think most people know the difference between the mandalorian and uh boba fett (laughs) like is that an issue is that a problem Because, like, I know these are different people, but I think for a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, that's the new season of The Mandalorian. Where's Baby Yoda?
0: (laughs) Uh, There'll be another Baby Yoda. (laughs) Well, who knows? Like, different color robe.
1: (laughs) But it's like, I feel like they're not branching out a lot. (laughs) They're very much going down a very similar path with this one.
0: Yeah, good point. And I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I mean... Yeah, but they're going to have more shows, right? They're going to have the um, Rosario Donson's character. I forget her name.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. That's going to be cool. It's going to have lightsabers. Yeah, finally. (laughs) Yeah, finally, my God.
0: (laughs) I think being their first TV show, they probably didn't want to like risk a very important character or something. It's mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, you can play with these things, you know, kind of obscure a little bit on the outside of the main like plot and all. Right. But that risk was a big success. So maybe now they're like, all right, now you can, the Mandalorian was like a little test. You didn't mess it up. Now you can play with a real toy, you know, like now you can play with the, the Boba
1: Fett. <laughs> well, cause that's interesting though. Like I, actually don't know anymore like who's the bigger character right like
0: at this point yeah to most people i mean still Bubba fat come
1: on well yeah to me it is but
0: what's uh, the name of the mandalorian
1: mando i don't know (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) no but still i i do wonder if like this show is gonna be as big as the mandalorian right because and it's that's not because of the mandalorian that's entirely because of baby yoda But, like, there's just, like, something about it was, like, a cultural thing (laughs) where I don't know if this one can live up to that. It'll be interesting to see. You
0: know, John Favreau, like, it had the right people at the right time. Mm -hmm.
1: And that's actually great that, like, their sort of trial run ended up being a home run, (laughs) basically. And it's like oops we've accidentally created this new set of super popular characters that are in many ways more popular than their original ones huh? <laughs> oops <laughs> right? oops we made a shit ton of money sorry yeah exactly so i don't know i don't know we'll see all right i have to
0: watch the trailer
1: yeah i'll have to restart my disney plus <laughs> subscription oh my god <laughs> I'm like, I only subscribe for Star Wars content and then unsubscribe after I'm done. So this is the way. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Actually, I had another recommendation.
0: Can you read out what's in the notes?
1: So it says new Safari window. (laughs) So I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about the tabs?
0: No, no, no. (laughs) This is a very, very niche, obscure recommendation, but whatever. Kevin Clark, I'm going to present you with a problem. And I would like to hear how you would solve this problem, right? Okay. So imagine you have a safari window open right mm-hmm. has a bunch of tabs mm-hmm. whoever maybe you even have more than one who knows now you switch to a new space right space <laughs> on mac os all right uh-huh. and maybe in this space now you open like figma and all that stuff right okay in this space what i would like to do is i want to open a new safari window how would you do that
1: oh interesting mm-hmm. uh oh okay well,
0: mm-hmm. without switching spaces, I don't want space switching.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I tried, which actually worked, is go to in the dock, oh. go to the icon, right click, and click new window. Yeah. Okay.
0: This is my fault. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> explain all the like requirements. I don't want to use my mouse for this.
1: Right. Yeah, that's what I figure. Right? Then I do not know. Because who uses a mouse? Because I feel like as soon as you switch over to Safari, it'll kick you out to the other.
0: I want a keyboard shortcut that would open, like create a new Safari window. Of course, if you have Safari selected, command N. Right? New window. Right. But you have to have Safari selected. And if you command Tab to Safari, it's going to send you to the space where there's a Safari window. That's not what I want. Anyway, I've lived with this thing. Like, it's it's a very common situation for me to be in. Like, I actually do this quite often. I almost want and need, like, a Safari window in every space I'm in. Right. You know, most often I need a Safari window somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So I've lived in this misery for years. Like, all of my Mac using years. Until uh, this week, I said, no mas. <laughs> like, enough is enough. <laughs> I need to solve this. it has got to be a way. So one way that I found to solve this is I use Alfred… So my solution only works in Alfred, but I've created an Alfred workflow, it's what they call it, Hmm. in where if I do new Safari window, actually, I don't even, it's called Safari window, but if I just type new, it's going to run that workflow, which just opens a new Safari window and whatever you want. (laughs) That's it. It's the simplest thing. But
1: what does it do behind the scenes? How does that work? Oh,
0: honestly don't know. Let's see. Alfred's workflows are like...
1: Oh, it's like a pre-built one?
0: Yeah. it runs an Apple script. So there you go. Okay. So oh, I guess this Apple script I could just export it mm. as an Apple script and I guess you can run maybe as an automator. I know you can run automators from spotlight or something because I've done that before. Right. And I use that to, like to create new text edit windows. So yeah, maybe I can share this Apple script if people want. Let me know if you, if this is useful.
1: Cool. I wonder if people put it in the shortcuts. Oh. Uh, if there's a way you could use shortcut. This is the way. I haven't actually played with it much i try to make it because like the workflow to post a layout episode is complex but it's there's like a lot of steps involved Mm -hmm. where i have to like get upload the file to like soundcloud and then i have to essentially like read the rss feed from soundcloud extract some information create a new text file with all that information so there's lots of stuff and i've been using javascript basically that i run in the terminal and i was like oh maybe i can do a shortcut to do that Mm. turns out that app is buggy as hell and Uh like i can't even figure out how to create a file like just create a file like don't like nothing complicated create a file with this name and this extension (laughs) that's just like doesn't seem to be a thing that's possible it's rough out there so yeah so i don't know maybe like you couldn't do that. But that's sort of the dream, I guess, is that you could just take that Apple script, put it in a uh, in a shortcut, and then mm-hmm. using, I mean, Spotlight, or you could use Alfred also to trigger it. You could trigger that. Yeah. Can
0: you do that? Like, run a shortcut from Spotlight? Yeah, I don't know. I know you can add a little menu bar icon thing. Yeah. Or, like, you'll have a shortcuts menu bar icon that you can click, and then you have, like, a list of shortcuts you can run.
1: Oh, yeah. It is there. Yeah, you can run a shortcut from... <laughs> it's not the first one in the list that comes up, but. Oh,
0: we'll get there eventually if you use it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that's cool. Let's find a way that we can share that script with people. So, all right. if people want to get access to it, they have access. We'll
0: to. do. Cool. That's it. That's the show. This is a great show. I had a lot of fun recording this.
1: Nice. Yeah, that was a fun one.
0: Cool. You can follow us on Twitter at LayoutFM. I'm at Rafahari. Kevin is at VernalKick. And you can find show notes and links to all the things we mentioned and everything in, in our website that's layout.fm. Also, if you want to get in and be one of the first 25 people who can get access to our sponsor this week, Play, make sure to find that link. I mean, by the time you're hearing me say it about I mean, I'm sure people already paused when we told them about it initially. Anyway, there might still be codes out. Go check it out. Click on the link. And uh, yeah, website, layout.fm. that's our website.
1: And let us know what you build.
0: Let us know what you build. And again, huge thanks to our sponsor, Play, for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout once again. We love you. That's it. Kevin, I'm going to go back to work. I'll talk to you next week.
1: Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.